the Skit Guys Podcast, starring Tommy Woodard and Eddie James. And now, your two favorite department store mannequin impersonators, the Skit Guys. Hey, I'm Tommy. Hey, I'm Eddie. We are the Skit Guys. Welcome to another edition of uh, our Skit Guys podcast. Tommy, how are you? Buddy, I'm doing good. How are you? Where are you today? I am well. Buddy, we are together, but there was so much echo in that room that I had to get out of that room and go to another room so I could just listen to you sanely. Yeah, I knew. I knew where you were. I thought we might play, but that's fine. We didn't. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Carry on. Oh, oh! You wanted me to like pretend like you were somewhere like I was like in New Orleans or something or Zimbabwe or what? I'm I'm not I'm not following. Yeah, yeah. New Orleans was on my mind. Yeah. All right. We got Jen on the line here. Jen, our producer. Jen, how are you doing, Jen? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm coming to you from my soundproof studio in my home, also known as my closet. You know, one of the things I've learned uh, through COVID is that the closet is maybe the best place to do a podcast. Yes, agreed. It's very nice. Well, um, hey, also audience? recording this right after lunch. Sorry. So if I uh, have to talk burps through words, please forgive me. Mm, that's a good. That's a good word. That's a very good word. Podience, we're so glad you're here on this podcast as we are um, in 2020. Um, Jen, is this this is the month of September, isn't it? I, I don't even know. It's it's hard to keep track of COVID. <laughs> yes, I, I don't yes, even know. This is yes. the month of September. It's almost huh. fall. Wow. And and will we have happy nature fun time? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows if we will? But Who knows? we're here doing we're here doing a podcast, and that's what counts, right? We're just we're just doing this thing and doing it great. Yes, and in the uh, in the way we measure time in 2020, I think there's only 20,000 more days left in this year. <laughs> That'll be beautiful. That'll be beautiful. Oh, That'll be thank beautiful. goodness. One thing, audience, we wanted to tell you about during this time is we started doing something called bedtime Bible stories, and it's been it's been so so great, so rewarding, so wonderful, uh, and it was just something to go, hey. What could we do for families during this time, especially when March hit and people felt alone and scared and, and what is going on? We just started uh, every night, well, five nights a week, started doing a little 15-minute bedtime Bible story for kids and for families, and it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Yeah, and let's just make sure we get this story right for history. Eddie had this idea. I, I thought, oh, pandemic's hit. I guess we're all going to take a vacation but he had the idea of doing uh, bedtime Bible stories, and it's a fantastic idea. I had the idea, but it was Jen's husband that said, well, why don't you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, tell everybody where the idea came from, because it wasn't just something you just thought of one day. There was, there was something behind the idea that um, kind of spurred it for you. Yes, Stephanie, my wife, was helping out with our church uh, delivering um, meals uh, to kids that uh, their parents were having to work, and so delivering lunches during the day and even giving meals for dinner uh, when parents weren't going to be home because, you know, parents had to work. So kids were left by themselves, and um, 
just her talking about that, and she was doing it every day or every other day, and just seeing, you know, the heartache of just what this was causing and kind of just the the infrastructure of 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 families not wanting to you know, parents not wanting to leave their kids, but kids are there on their own. Schooling was wonky, online, are they doing it? You know, what does all this look like? And so it really was that thing of just talking with her going, wow, I mean, people at nighttime need some hope, need some security, need to know that God loves them. And that's that's where uh, a lot of that came from was to go, golly, that sure would be great if if someone would do something like that would you know to become america's dad so to speak and just just help out kids and families especially if they're by themselves and then jen it was your husband that said yeah why don't you two do that and we're like oh no we're we're this is covid um i don't i don't know uh, yeah and he was like no guys why don't you just do it like and oh, that's okay. i think when i spoke up and said um, don't we all take vacation during a pandemic how does this work <laughs> There was no HR manual for that, so... No, yeah. no. Well, we're glad that you did it. It has been realistically fantastic. Yeah, tell us a little bit about... Um, I mean, it's definitely surpassed anybody's wildest dreams in terms of um, just the reach that it's had and the interaction that we've gotten from people that are watching. So talk a little bit about what that's been like, how, how you guys are processing your worldwide Bedtime Bible Stories fame. Yeah, I think it's, uh, well, that's so funny that you would say worldwide fame. It's, it's, uh, it, it's something that, you know, the idea behind it really was very heartfelt. Um, how can we comfort people? How can we, in the midst of the world being crazy as it is, how can we encourage people? And so it's, you know, it really, it was just too, it's what we do. It's, it's our friendship uh, being broadcast. And so, you know, we, we sit down and for 15 to 17 minutes, um, you know, we, uh, we, we tell a story and we add characters to it and have fun with it. And it, it just clicked with a bunch of people. And so... You know, we, we now have folks from around the world that are joining us each night or they watch it a little later at another time. Uh, and, you know, when you talk about how do you deal with it, I go, oh, it's, it's just the largest dose of humility, I think, that, uh, that we've ever had to, to know that people are joining us each, each night that we do this. Yeah, very well said, buddy. So at this point, um, let's see, we're in season two of Bedtime Bible Stories, which is now airing on Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. Central. Um, So that was my little commercial. Um, You guys have done more than 50 stories so far between season one and season two. So I think we all want to know what's been your favorite story so far or which one was the most fun for you guys to do so far. Ooh. Hmm. Which one was the most fun? Like, which has been the funnest or the most fun, more fun? I don't think funnest is a word. So, yeah, if you want to go with the most fun. (laughs) Oh, boy. I think I like funnest. It's more, funnest is a funner word than more fun. Mm. Right. Yeah, I don't know if there's been an episode that sticks out in my head that I go, oh, that was the best. Um, I, I think Tommy and I, what's been rewarding for us because we're just really just doing stuff that we've done all our lives. 
um, as far as just doing skits and and we we've really just kind of had to think like okay for the first time in our world little kids are watching our stuff like there's a whole there's a whole demographic of kids that never knew who we were ever before <laughs> from from 2 to 12 that are now watching us there's even parents that are going hey I used to watch you when I was in junior high and high school and now my kids are watching you and and I think when you get out of youth group and that kind of stuff you almost think well the skit guys must be done like they're not around anymore and then they're like oh my gosh you're around and now my now my 6 year old my 3 year old is loving you so I think what's been the the funnest or the most fun is to read the emails that we get from these family members that talk about how much this is a big deal for their kids when they watch bedtime Bible stories. And they'll record their kids laughing at the skits that we do and and even the nuggets. I mean, there are people that don't have any kids. You know, there's an 80-year-old grandmother going, I don't have grandkids with me, but I watch bedtime Bible stories. So I don't know about the most funnest episode, but I do know that's what's been the most rewarding has just been, oh my goodness, this is bigger than ourselves and it's really touching lives and taking on a, on a, just a huge platform of its own. Yeah. I think when, when we think about the fun aspect of it, um, one thing that has come out of bedtime Bible stories is just kind of some new characters for us to have fun with. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, created, uh, two of the disciples and we, we forget which ones they are. Bartholomew, Philip, Andrew, it's, two of those three, it kind of fluctuates on which ones, where they are seeing uh, things that, are, that, that happen between Jesus and other people, but they kind of see them from a distance, so they try to read their lips and what they're saying, and they inevitably get it wrong, uh, and it's very funny. Uh, Eddie wears a great mullet wig and uh, has a great little thing where he's, his character's always telling them to skadoosh and get out of here, and, and that's always fun. We, uh, we have a grandma and a grandson that were created uh, when we were talking about the aspect of, you know, a log in your eye and a speck, and uh, that's a fun one to do. Eddie inevitably gets tickled because the grandma is it's just hyper hyper attentive to her grandson um so i think that you know it'd be it would be i would agree with eddie i'd be hard pressed to say which one was the funnest but there have been some great characters that have been born uh out of this that are that are a lot of fun yeah i would i would it's been tremendously fun that's awesome i was actually going to ask you about the characters and you already answered that question eddie do you have a favorite character that you guys have either birthed during bedtime Bible stories or that you've brought back from other skits that you guys have done? Um, uh, that's a great question, Jen. Um, that's a great question. This feels so interviewee-ish, doesn't it? Um, it um, does. Which I guess, I guess it is. Um, to be real frank and honest with you, I don't know if there's any one character that sticks out. I will say this. I've, I've got to have fun in a way where I'm playing characters and and doing that. So I'll selfishly just say this. Usually when Tommy and I are on stage, I'm the straight guy, and I kind of just give it all to him, and he hams it up. This has been the first time probably in uh, maybe our whole history of doing things where it's just been equal, like we're just two buddies just doing characters and having fun. And I've really relished that and enjoyed that. 
Um, even insecurity-wise, there's been a huge part of me that goes, ah, I'm really not that funny. I need to hand it to Tommy, and I'll just set him up. So it's been really good to be on the other end. We've had the ability to play on this amazing playground for so long and go through. I mean, nobody gets to do what we've gotten to do. I don't know if there's two people in the country that get to do what Tommy and I get to do on the scale that we get to do it. So to be on this other side and to have this beautiful gift to play like this, like three to four times a week. Um, I personally have had a lot of fun just by playing characters because that really is something that we don't do a lot on stage because it's so like we kind of, you kind of get stuck, not in a rut, but there's kind of people expect to see you in a certain way. And that's what we've, we've been doing for all our live shows. So this has almost been like hitting the reset button. Uh, kind of like in high school, just two buddies doing skits at church uh, and just having fun at it, if that makes sense. Tommy, what, what, what would you say to that? Yeah, well, I would say that you you came out of your shell on this thing and just cut loose, and it's been so funny and so much fun to watch. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it is it is the Eddie James that I know in the car, uh, but <laughs> maybe doesn't get on the stage. And, uh, yeah, it's been... I mean, it's just been a blast. That's been some of the best part of it, you know? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I will say, I I read all the comments that we get, and um, people who have seen you guys live, they're used to seeing Eddie lose it and start cracking up at stuff that Tommy is doing. It's been really fun for the fans who have known you guys for a long time to see that now Eddie's (laughs) making Tommy laugh during the bedtime Bible stories. And there's been quite a few times that... Tommy's just kind of <laughs> shaking his head. He's lost it. He's, you know, because Eddie, you just been killing it. I got to say a couple of my favorites are the old guys from the Old Testament that you've done. So I think Noah and Moses, um, they oh, might have the awesome. same wig, but they, the, the <laughs> Old Testament guys that you bring to life are hilarious. Oh, thanks, yes. Yeah, yeah. I think both of us don't really think anyone's watching this or on the other side of it. And so <laughs> there's, you know, I, I've dropped my deal of like, I'm not going to break, I'm not going to laugh. And and Eddie's let go of, you know, any inhibitions. And so it's it's probably, of all the things we've done, Bedtime Bible Stories is probably more of our true personalities and character than anything that we've done. <laughs> That really is a great point, Tommy. Yeah, like this reminds me of us in high school, every Wednesday night in youth group, and it didn't matter who was doing what. It was just, we got to come up with something. And so what are we going to do? And so, yeah, or like you said, in the car, yeah, we both laugh at each other. And I, and, and for what are, it would be so great at some point to CSI what we do on stage, because I do think over the past 15 years, if I'm more of a director, writer, and you're more of an actor, there has just been that logical sensibility for me as a director to give it to the actor. And then you build a career out of that for 15 years going, no, well, this is what it does. And, and it's so, it's so fascinating, even because the audience's mindset has already geared, oh, the bald guy's the setup, Tommy's the funny one. So even if I dared to try to be funny, I still would not get the same laughs on stage as Tommy would because people's perception have already built in what to expect um, 
in this world on stage. So it's been very freeing and a lot of fun to kind of just, yeah, like Tommy said, be who we, I think we really are. Well, I think when the world opens up again and you guys get to be on stage again together, it could look like a whole new thing because I think it's been awesome just watching you guys morph into this uh, this duo. And I think it does give us all a glimpse of what you guys were like in high school, which is just really fun to see and to be a part of. So thank you for that. Well, oh, thank you, Jen. Awesome. Yeah, that's beautiful. So, I love that. Hey, one of the things that you guys have brought out of this is um, something that Eddie talks about a lot, and um, you really made it a focus in the first few episodes when we started Bentai Bible Stories, and that is people using their creative best to bless God and to bless others. And that's sort of taken on a life of its own with the interaction that we get from people that are watching. So maybe you could talk a little bit about creative best and and where that whole idea came from and uh what it's like seeing people sharing their creative best so uh yeah this is if you've spent much time with us you've realized that um skit guys is if you wanted to picture what skit guys is it's eddie james on a motorcycle and me in a sidecar (laughs) that is what the skit guys is (laughs) And he is hammered, throttled down, going, and I'm just enjoying the ride. <laughs> and, you know, every, uh, pretty much everything that comes out of this thing is, is because that guy went, hey, what if we did this? And I went, okay. And so Creative Best is going to be something that, you know, he throws out. Uh, and, and, and I, you know, if I disagreed with him, I would say, no, let's not do this. Let's not say that, whatever. Yeah. But I, you know, 99% of the time agree with him. Uh, and, and so this is one of those things that he talks about creative best and giving God your creative best. And it, it just took its own, you know, it, it took flight and he challenged, um, those folks that are joining us, kids, adults alike to give God their creative best. And it is crazy because it's just turned into, you know, at one time uh, during, you know, the the height of the time in the pandemic where everybody was just in their homes and and not stepping foot outside much was people decorating their their windows uh, in their house uh, to encourage folks that might be driving by or walking by in their neighborhood um, to, to, and, and it was all came from the idea of Eddie James saying, Hey, give God your creative best. And so out of it has been born these, you know, really neat, uh, just special things, uh, ministry moments. I mean, it's just crazy. Hmm. Well, Tommy, you're, you're kind. I, I think we, it, what you see with skit guys is a great yin and yang, um, I, I I would I would shudder to think what it would look like if if I didn't have Tommy. Um, um, I don't know what all that would look like to to do life and ministry without him. Um, it's a great yin and yang. Um, and and I and I you know and I think about creative best and I, I think so much of what I do is I think about my own childhood and I go. I wish someone would have encouraged me to do my creative best. Uh, I wish there was a cheerleader that would have been there to go, "Hey, look 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 how you're made. Look how you're wired. Look look at look at all these great things. And and did you know you you could do them for for man's approval or you could do them for God? I mean I mean you could make the biggest biggest ripple effect ever if if you just 
pivoted this way, you could affect the world or the world around you if, if you took your gifts and talents and you saw how God made you and didn't make anyone else on this earth like you, but you. So, so let's do something with that. And, if, and the fact that kids are doing it, that there's already a seed in their heart and they didn't wait till they're 27 or 47, but, but there's already a seed in their heart to go, oh, wait, I can use my creative best for God? Oh, my goodness. Like, that's, that's, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, counter, that's, that's a culture right there that could, that could change the world. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that. I think those are the things I go. I wish someone would have told me that when I was a kid, and so I, I tend to try to tell kids that. Yeah, I think I think I don't know how it started, Ed. Someone, someone, somewhere back in our late teens, I guess it might have been our youth pastor Wayne uh, encouraged us to, you know, he wouldn't say do our creative best, but it was, mm-hmm. you know, use our talents and abilities to bring honor to God, and it set, you know, he didn't realize it at the time, neither did we but it would set the course for the direction that we would go for the rest of our lives. And, and, yeah. and what's amazing is, you know, having a better understanding of that at our age now and encouraging kids to do this, you know, and yeah. the, the pictures we get of the Lego things that they build and the songs that they sing and the puppet shows that they've sent in, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And just such a, uh, it's just overwhelming. I love that. I, I, Tommy, I remember when you and I were doing skits in Oklahoma, and, and we were, I mean, for what it's worth, and, and, and I mean this on a very small scale for what it's worth, we were traveling all over Oklahoma for gas money and a chicken dinner in, you know, in 1989, um, maybe a little bit of 19, or yeah, 1989, I guess, I don't know if 90 would tap into that. But we both went off to Saddleback to be summer interns. And I remember, I'm sure I said it as a cocky 18-year-old, when we were leaving, or no, maybe it was when Skit Guys was, when we were no longer going to do skits. I was going to stay in California. You were going to go to Oklahoma to be a youth minister. And we did like our, one of our very last skits in Oklahoma before I flew back to California. And we were talking to a leader and I said something like, yeah, I don't, I don't know who will do this now that, now that we're not doing it. And he said, well, talent's not found until it's needed. And that's always stuck with me. Uh, even, even in youth ministry days when you weren't there to do skits with, it was, I have to rely on these students. The talent is out there. Talent's not found until it's needed. Well, it's right in front of us. We just have to ask the question for them to come. And most of the time, kids, students are, are very much willing to say, yes, if you can show me how I'm wired and I can use my creative best, oh, please show it to me because I want to do that. I want, I want to savor that more than be, live a life of quiet desperation. It's mm, good. That's awesome. You guys actually just shared a story on a recent episode of Bedtime Bible Stories, and I believe it was Emily from Australia. Um, do you know which one I'm talking about, Tommy? 
yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it, she, oh my goodness, yeah, it was awesome. She had, uh, she was using her creative best uh, to to take these like uh, rocks, I think it was, and paint them. And on them, she painted like uh, Skate Guys logo. She painted some. Some had flowers. Some had uh, uh, one had Laugh More on Laugh it. More. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and so anyway, she took the time. This is 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 humbling, and um, and yet and encouraging, and it's it's all things that just ah. Uh. But she so she takes her time to give her creative best in that way. Then she sold those, and then she uh, she took the money and she gave it to our ministry. You know, and uh, I mean it was just like yeah. You know, I don't I don't know what you know, motivated her to do that. Um, but it was just one of the sweetest things. And I mean, it just, uh, yeah, it was just so encouraging. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. It's, it's just so cool to see how you guys are inspiring this next generation. Uh, beyond even just the next generation, I mean, you've talked about how you've got everybody from toddlers to 80 year old grandmas watching. Um, Talk a little bit about the community that has developed around this. And, um, you know, our audience members have their own name. And now you have a name for your bedtime Bible story regulars as well. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, the BBS regs. So uh, we we didn't see this coming, but Bedtime Bible Stories is, uh, you, so you can watch that, right? I'm sure this will be explained later, but you can watch it on uh, our Facebook page, or you can watch it on YouTube, or IGTV, or on K-Love. That's a whole nother deal. K-Love came along and has been partnering with us on Bedtime Bible Stories, and they have it on their Facebook page. And so on at least on the two Facebook pages, uh, and I'll log in sometimes and just watch, you know, and, and, and see it, you know, there, go back and read the, the comments and stuff. But like uh, what has happened is there's these, these Bedtime Bible Story communities um, that are, are developing. And folks are, are, you know, they're watching live and they're commenting live and they're they're connecting with each other, and you know sometimes it's voicing a prayer request, or you know a lot of times it's a lot of fun interaction back and forth. But it's there's some fellowship there that when we started doing this, certainly had no idea was going to happen. But it's that thing of you know you, you do the possible and let God do the impossible, and and so God has during during this time God has taken this and created fellowships that are around the world, and it's just fascinating to watch. Yeah. I love being a part of something bigger than ourselves. I love that, you know, to, to, use, to use someone that's not a, you know, that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, ministry or anything. Conan O'Brien said on one of his podcasts, um, some of the best moments is when you say yes, is when you say yes to it, even if you don't know everything about it, but you say yes to it and you start getting in there and you figure things out along the way because that, that usually when, when the most fun happens and the most exhilaration happens. And, and I'm glad, Jen, I'm glad your husband said, well, why don't you two do it? And, and we kind of reluctantly went, I don't know how many nights a week and, ah, you know, and really trying to pare this down, but to go, no, lean into it, do five nights a week, be there for families. And when you say yes, and you don't know, there, there, there's no, 
there's nothing on the other side to warrant anything. Caleb wasn't a part of this. There wasn't anybody asking us to do it. But when you say yes and you try it and you do something and then it becomes bigger than yourselves, like during those first couple of months of COVID, we were getting so many emails from parents and from kids. Like Tommy and I would just, before we would film something, we would weep. We would read these and just weep and go, oh God, this is all you. This is nothing to do with us. We will, we will just keep saying yes and be your servants and be feet here because whatever this is, it, it seems to be working. And, and that's what I think is so beautiful is when, you, is when you just say yes to something and you go, okay, too much is given, much is expected. This is bigger than us. So thank God it's bigger than us because then you can't take any credit for it. This is this is this is a God thing, and I love it being a God thing. Uh, very well put, Ed. I mean, it is it is something that you know you you just can't you can't see it coming, you know. And uh, and sometimes if we if we did see what was coming down the road, we might not do it, you know. And so I love the fact when God grabs a hold of something, when you give him your creative best, and I think Bedtime Bible Stories is, is an example of us trying to give God our creative best, uh, and then he takes it and does something bigger and better with it. And, you know, I don't know how much time we have, but, you know, I, I would say, audience members, if you haven't joined us for Bedtime Bible Stories, uh, come, come see us, you know, uh, you, can, you can catch up, they're all available uh, we, we have a spot on the website now, which is uh, skateguys.com slash SGTV, and all the bedtime Bible stories are there, and there's also other videos that you can just watch uh, as we're trying to give God more and more, uh, let go of more, and, and, and put it in His hands, and, th- and that's an example of that. Um, and so so join us there, or you can join us live uh, on uh Facebook, YouTube, and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but we would love to have Pontius members. If you haven't joined us for a bedtime Bible story, please come join us there. Uh, and we now do them live on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday nights every week. And um, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, I think, is what time we do that. And um, yep. so please join us for that. And then also, uh, super excited, um, there's so many great things coming down the 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 pipe uh, here at Skit Guys that as, as things get closer, we'll tell you more about them. Uh, but working on actually a new format for our podcast that is, I think, going to be super fun. And uh, anyway, we'll let you know more about that as it gets a little closer. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, well, this is good. Thanks, Jen. Thanks for allowing us to kind of kind of think through bedtime Bible stories. That was beautiful. My pleasure. Yeah, it's always, always good to step back. Sometimes when you're in the midst of serving God and you just keep going and going and going, um, it, it kind of can can dry up your soul. And sometimes the best thing to do is to step back and just look at what God's doing with what you've given Him, and it refreshes you and, and keeps you going. So, Jen, thanks for that opportunity. No problem. Yeah. Um, there's a great, great, great piece of Scripture. John seven thirty eight. Have faith in me, and you will have life-giving water flowing from deep inside you. And there is something really beautiful when you take a step of faith and you just say yes to something, no matter what it is in your life, and you're doing it for God, and you start experiencing that 
that life-giving water that is flowing deep within you. Um, I love that on several several layers because life-giving water means that if you're doing it for God, if you're using your creative best for God, that life-giving water is almost like a nice, it's like the coldest glass of water you can give to somebody. And it, it, it quenches their thirst. Like, I don't know, like when you think about when you are hot or tired and you drink the coldest water, there's just something so beautiful that you just keep gulping it down. And when we are stepping out in faith, we are giving that just that glass of cold water to somebody. And when you see that, that's when you go, oh my goodness, this is flowing deep inside a part of me and part of my soul, my heart and my mind that I never realized that I had. And that even takes you to new faith. That even, that even makes you go, oh, I thought this was a crazy step of faith, but if this is what this looks like and that's the glass of cold water that I can do, well, this is only gonna this is only gonna be good for a couple of years. What's next, God? What are we gonna do next to give more water to people to go out there and live these crazy faith type lives and use our creative best for people? So I would challenge people, John seven thirty eight, give the cold cup of water to somebody and experience what that what it does for them, but also for you, it's gonna come from deep within. Yes, that's so well said. I did. I blocked out a little bit because when you start talking <laughs> about that, I I immediately started remembering being in elementary school, coming in from recess on an August, <laughs> late August day and standing in line for the uh, water fountain. And there would always be that kid who just kept gulping it down. And you thought, oh, it's going to run out. But ah! <laughs> but here's the thing. It never ran out. And the, the cold cup of water you give someone never runs out. Like it is living water. It keeps going and going and quenching. And, and you don't know where it's going to go. You hand it to one person. You don't know what they're going to do with it, you know. So it's a good word, Ed. Hey, and I'm going to open this door real quick. Hey, we need to thank our master... Uh, Production uh, assistant right here, Scott, working work the, uh, the old laptop right there. So, Scott, thanks for mixing this and being the DJ Master Mix. Appreciate that, Scott Finch. Did, did, did you have to open the door to do that? He can hear <laughs> yeah, you. He's got I, headphones on. <laughs> you, you've I'm, just made the echo that much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to look at his face this and say thank you. Horrible. He's been staring at me this whole time. He never took it. He did not take his eyes off of me until you hey, opened the door. Hold on. Hey, Jen, is there a way, like, if I wanted to take a picture that we could show that to, to if people wanted to just see a picture of the awkwardness in this room? If I took a picture of it? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking a picture of Scott and Tommy <laughs> just by themselves. <laughs> okay. So, audience, if you want to see the awkwardness in the room, that would be great. So, yeah. Yeah, and then you just stay right where you are, Ed, and I'll show you what my view is. <laughs> this is my, hold on, this is my view right here. Okay, got it. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. All right, I'm gonna I can't send wait that. to see. I'm going to send it. I'm sending it to you right now, Jen, so you have this. Fabulous. Here, I'll, okay, I'll send it mine to you too, Jen. Okay, cool. Ah. <sighs> It was a good podcast, everybody. Podience, the the only you. way <laughs> I wish I could express to you, audience, what this whole podcast has sounded like in my ears, but it, you would have to. It's just it's one echo after another after another. It's crazy. Well, and you being you and you have an ADD. I'm 
you know, I'm sure that just played with your head a little bit too, didn't it? Keep talking. Yeah, that's what I got. Okay, all right. All right, well, Podians, we sure hope you've you've enjoyed this. um, this, um, Okay, now it's really echoing, so. (laughs) You're awful. That's what it sounds like, everybody. That's what I've been hearing this whole time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Well, Podians, we sure love you. Thank you for allowing us to think through. And, and, and more than anything, I hope it's helped you. I hope. Will you stop it with the echo? Golly. Hey, Podians, thanks for joining us. I don't know if that was your creative best. I don't know if that was your creative best. It's pretty creative. All right. Love you guys. All right. Love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. The Skit Guys Podcast is brought to you by SkitGuys.com, where you can always watch their videos for free and peruse all things Skit Guys. Tune in next week for another thrilling episode of The Skit Guys Podcast. Until then, live long and lie prostrate.